got perspective, we got the crew, we got the muscle, and you know we effing rule. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, alright. We got the know how, we got control, we got the knowledge, and we tell you how it rolls. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, alright. We are the geek grills, we are the geek grills, tonight. Hello and welcome to episode 263 of Geek Grills. The Geek Grills podcast is supported primarily by our patrons at patreon.com slash grills. I am Amy Robinson and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ember. Hello, hello. And Linda. Hello. So how's everybody doing this week? Woo. Linda, you did you survive? To... I, I, <laughs> I survived. I'm alive. Uh, I guess I can go first. So MomoCon um, did that thing that, you know, ate my life for a little bit. Um, I had a really good time. Um, I always really liked the vibe of MomoCon. It's very kind of... <laughs> sounds like i'm talking about like popcorn it's very light and <laughs> and airy and just a, a good vibe um and you know there's always there's always shenanigans that happen when you are manning a table um for example i had two lovely um neighbors on either side of me uh one of them i actually bought my con critter from this <gasps> year little bat oh my he's got um the uh fabric that's got the magic circle from card capture sakura which is my favorite anime oh cool um and there's a couple i got a couple of pictures if you fold his wings a certain way and like turn him he looks very shocked like he's clutching his pearls um (laughs) and uh i i have named him espa because he is my emotional support bat so Espa for short. <laughs> That's so um, cute. Shall join the ranks of my other emotional support animals. I got this bee last year from another crochet seller. Um, so that was the uh, the lady ladies to um, my right, and then the folks to my left uh, were really um, they're art they're artists. Um, they did two D art. It was beautiful, and they had this beautiful um, Avatar, The Last Airbender artwork. One was of, like, Iroh and Zuko with the two dragons. Um, oh, cool. But the one that, like, drew the the most hilarious attention was there was a picture of uh, Korra and Asami, as if they're, like, in the spirit world, you know, hanging out. And, like, every, like, not every time, but, like, I would say about five, five or six times, someone came, like saw it from across the aisle and was like, "The lesbians, um, <laughs> <that's>... <laughs> the lesbians!" I swear. <laughs> and they would come over and they'd be like, "Oh, it's so beautiful," and I'm just like, "Okay, <laughs> sure." I mean. Accurate, I guess. Oh, so funny! (laughs) It was so funny because it happened multiple times this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. So I would hear the cry of the lesbians, and it, they were so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, Ember, uh, what have you been getting up to? Um, I wanted to tell you about my commission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's all I'm... right. It's all right. <laughs> um, just fix that. Just edit it out and post. Just edit it out. It never happened. <laughs> People are used um, to us buttoning and speaking up. It's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. So, um, I think it was Sunday. No, it was Saturday. My mom was helping me. I have to remember the days by who my helper was. Um, they all just blur together. So, um, Saturday, this uh, gal came up to me and she was like, hey, could you make this as a blanket? And she showed me this picture and it was on her phone and I only got to see it for like a little, like a couple of seconds, but it was, it looked like, you know, a pizza with a a slice cut out of it. And I was like, yeah, I could do something like that. I quoted her a price and I was like, look, if you, you know, if you're really interested, you can send it to me through the form, you know, so I can get it in writing. Pardon me. So I can get in writing. And then we'll go from there once I, you know, have that and you can see me the pictures. And so I didn't know if she was going to, you know, go through with it or not. Because a lot of times if people are like, oh, I'll commission you. And you never hear from them again. Right. <laughs> yeah. But she did on um, Monday. So I was looking at, she sent me like four pictures. And I was like, I was trying to figure it out because I... I it looked like a pizza, but it also had like a, a a slice in the middle. And I was like, "Do you want this to look exactly like the picture, or do you want it to just look like a pizza with a slice out of it?" And she was like, "No, no, it's from a video game. It's it's uh it's from a video game called Bug Snacks. S a like s n a x Bug Snacks. Okay. And it's it's a critter called a Mothza Supreme. It is a pizza moth." And I was so much more excited to work on it after I learned it was a pizza moth than just a pizza. Well, yeah. I I have a photo that I found of the critter. That's it's it's a like a sticker. It's not the actual like gameplay photo, but I will see if I can stick it in here um, to show you guys because it is the most adorable thing ever. And I was just. Oh, and that would be I was a great so happy. <laughs> uh, cover for the show. Yeah, let me see if I can real. get him. Bug snacks. How do I? I All right, up now the I am done. It's like we are what we eat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really cute, actually. So, you continue on. That would that was uh, my. So I, I am this currently full of ideas for working. Working food. on one of the uh, wings because. You'll see it's like it's it's two upper wings or two slices of pizza together and the bottom wings is one slice with like cheese dripping down. It's really cute. That is <laughs> awesome. I love that. That is hilarious. Yeah, I'm now thinking, I'm like, what other food can you, you know, like what could there possibly <laughs> be in that game? And now I'm gonna have to check that game out because that's fun. Yeah. Let me see. Can I just copy image and put it in here? Yeah, I, see I have a no really idea. Cute bug made out of like he's got a Dorito head. And a wrap <laughs> for his body and like chili peppers for hands. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's yeast. Oh, whoa, whoa. That went really big. Sorry, sorry. Uh, I'll fix it. Ah, okay. <laughs> that, went, that, was, that was really big. I fi- that's I fine. Fix. That's fine. Ta da. There he is. I put him in the, in the thing and notes. 
Okay. That is the matzo, matzo supreme. And I am just so excited. <laughs> that is awesome. Are you gonna, like, I would be too. That's hilarious. <laughs> the pepperonis are too big for felting. Um, okay. I've decided. So I'm going to just make big... I'd, however big they end up being. Yeah. She, she wants a 48 by 48. So like each wow. wing is going to be like two feet. And wow. Gotta, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you made it a certain way... You could wrap it in like one of those burrito blankets, but this is yeah, like a, a, yeah, a yeah, yeah. Blanket. That's awesome. I love that. Well, it looks like pretty chunky yarn there too. Yes, so not like this, super. This is this is the blanket yarn. yarn. Yeah, I love what, that stuff. I've got a crap ton of it over here, and I love yeah. it. It's so fun. That's what I make. You can see the the yip yips behind me. Yeah. That's what I make those with. Is that that blanket yarn? So. Oh, all right, well, Amber. When, or you take deposits when you take commissions. <laughs> oh. Yes, I yeah. take fifty percent up front. Okay, that's smart. It yeah. is. <laughs> all right. So, what have I been up to? Uh, we had a small bonfire gathering. Unlike the last two, it wasn't just Rob and I. <laughs> Excuse me, but we were going to have like on Memorial Day. We usually do a Sunday night, like Sunday big picnic campfire, um, but it was going to be raining. So instead, Friday, which is the only day it was not going to rain, <laughs> we just had a little bonfire. And our friends Lori, Lori came over and she brought her son um, and just hung out, chilled. That was nice. Uh, shower planning for uh, my son and his wife is coming along nicely. I have, of course, a way too crafty idea. Um, they asked me for an idea and... I like I do went ooh I could do this and this and this um <laughs> right so, of course yeah um cuz well I mean they asked me which was really nice specifically in the group chat cuz they wanted games but not stupid ones and mm-hmm. cuz everybody plays like poopy diaper games or whatever and she's going to have plenty of that I but, hate so, those they're right? so dumb they're so dumb <laughs> so um, but dumb. for the wedding shower they also do a bunch of dumb ones usually um, and I did the, I got tiara kits and everyone made tiaras Ooh, and then you have some yeah. nice to take home. Uh, mostly yeah. just little kids sat with me to do it. But <laughs> by the end, the adults were like, oh, can I, can I <laughs> you know, uh, so this time in the group chat, it's like, okay, we want games, but not anything stupid. September. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah. Pin the tail on Eeyore seems like a no brainer because they are, they were already working on about invitations to get their poo theming the nursery decorations. Oh. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, Olivia's like, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. And you know, if I'm ever having a shower, I am going to tap you. So <laughs> I also, but I, then I took it another level cause I was out doing errands. By the time I was done, I was like, okay, so here's my idea. I'm going to paint Eeyore on a canvas. In mm-hmm. the style, I'm still waiting. My son's supposed to be texting me pictures of which, you know, old school or Disney or whatever uh, mm-hmm. version of the poo art they're doing. And I'm going to paint Eeyore and I'm going to make tails and I'm going to use different color bows so people know which bow is theirs. And I figure push pins will go through a canvas real easy without damaging it. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to uh, hot glue the tails to it after. And I'm in a gallery edge when I paint it so they can hang 
it in the nursery later as art. At a oh, Aww. that's going to be cute. One game I remember from, I don't remember if it was my baby shower or somebody else's. Um, I think it was somebody else's first and then mine. Uh, was you gave everybody like a clothespin mm-hmm. when they came in. And then uh, they're not allowed to say the word baby. And <laughs> if and if somebody says it, like if somebody catches you saying the word baby, then you get their clothespin. And then <laughs> so whoever whoever has the most clothespins at the end of the shower has like gets like a little door prize or something. Because that's what you so. want. You want your friends and family not allowed to talk about the baby at the shower. <laughs> Just saying the word baby, they can like get creative about how yeah, they say it yeah. or like yeah. you know i don't know whatever whatever other thing you want to uh, at least it's not obviously... poopy diapers but it would stress me out <laughs> I, yeah no i i haven't had you know baby anything yet but like i remember the for the wedding shower that they threw me there was a game where we had to like you had to because it was it was for both of us it wasn't like because i yeah. had a like i had a couple of things out that, that i was very spoiled um, but you had to write, like, the couples <laughs> had to write things, and then the other one had to guess if they were, it was, like, to see how well you knew each other. And it oh, just like stressed, the newlywed game or something. It just stressed yeah. me out. It just stressed, like, <laughs> we got most of the answers right, but, like, one was, like, the worst thing we had ever cooked in the kitchen, and I didn't remember what it was because I had blocked it from my memory. Um <laughs> <laughs> so that is um, funny so what else we've been i've been i'm still playing tears of the kingdom but a little bit here and there fletcher finished it um <laughs> but he's still playing doing i'm like are you being completionist like no okay uh i else? would that's what i would do that's what i always that's do with games do. like i play i play all the story all the way through and then i have to go back and get all the things yeah the things. he's not quite doing that but he is like some of the things he thinks are he's found out that are in there that are fun going back um or trying he likes to try things different ways like he'll in some games do a different build and try stuff for a challenge hmm. but it's not about completion it's about i don't know challenging himself it's like oh i just want to see if i can do this thing yeah. yeah do it this way or whatever um we've been planning the southeast meetup which is I, I can't. Oh, I can't believe we didn't get the mansion, but this other place looks fantastic. And uh, yeah, I'm actually it. really stoked about the new place. I gotta say, yeah, I really. Am. I just. I think it's gonna be like, cool. Brian to be in the TP room after <laughs> the shenanigans <laughs> last year. Like holy crap. Um, yeah. And D and D, we added a bunch of people to our group that Rob runs now on Wednesdays, but it's gonna be every other Wednesday, which is cool. Um, a bunch of people after we played that amazing watch the skies game it's basically just like people that now they know us from there and have seen rob act and stuff they're just like we want to be in his game and that went really well uh i'm loving the variety of people we got one of them is a guy probably in his 40s if i had to guess who's never actually played D before um and two of them are kids who are still in high school and have their own D&D club there, but they always get stuck running. And they joined us. And they're like, this is the best first session I've ever had. And the other guy's like, 
well, shit, I'm getting spoiled on my first time out. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. Like a little, yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, like, might be. Rob's homebrew, so that's awesome. And we have a full table now. Uh, the other oh, thing that's is that, always awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we got like five of us, so. And I'm, I'm Rob started us at, uh, at zero, like as just people know what your profession was. Here's mm-hmm. some stuff about the world. And from there, building on how we become oh, yeah. our class. So that's been pretty great. Um, and we started watching a new anime. I think it's, it's like My Uncle from Another World, I believe is the name okay. of it. Oh, my God. Sounds fun. It's fun and silly and dumb. As It's so dumb. <laughs> uh, but it's definitely keeping us. Like, it's really good. Just before bed, we have a short amount of time, short episodes of something. And we're, we're laughing at it really hard. Like the guy was in a coma for 17 years and he wakes up and he had been in a fantasy world. Um, and he, but he can actually do magic. Um, <laughs> but he's still kind of like, like, what happened to the Sega? How amazing is Sega now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why is this, everything done? Like all my shows, like, and he's kind of an oblivious idiot. And so is his nephew who's, who's <laughs> taking care of him, but doesn't realize he's also an idiot. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cute and fun. And that's our new little, uh, popcorn and, and sometimes at dinner time show to watch. Although Scott Johnson was playing Resident Evil for today. So that was, that was, I know I have to dinner. I have to go back and watch that cause I missed it. And we were out getting milkshakes, but yeah, I have, I knew I was like, was like, <laughs> I was like, Hey, dinner amusement. Scott's playing RE4 remake, and he's like, "Yes, lots of shit <laughs> potatoes." Like, oh no, 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 Oh, it is that's so my favorite. Out. Today he was like, he started yelling. He was like, "John, John!" <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's like, John's there, kind of hand holding him through it. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So, about you, Amy? What are you up to this week? Oh, goodness. So, yeah, I've a lot of what I have been doing is all over my arms. Um, so I've been throwing lots of lots of pottery, just mostly practicing. Um, but I specifically wanted to make my dogs a dog bowl because the one they have right now is just like, you know, it's just like the generic pet store, like aluminum dog bowl. And I was like, I can make them. And uh, so I've been practicing doing that which i'll come back to that later (laughs) chuck and i spent the weekend kind of watching movies like we watched a couple weeks ago we watched we finally got around to everything everywhere all at once and um which was really good and uh then i was like okay well we really enjoyed that so you know we've been hearing for like two years now about parasite so we should actually just sit down and watch it yeah i'm also still not watching yikes (laughs) yeah i mean we watched it going from everywhere everything all at once to parasite yeesh yeah (laughs) it was yeah yeah it was a shift for sure and it was like wait what this movie was really funny what what happened Uh, (laughs) now it's not funny yeah well at, at the beginning there's some funny moments but yeah no it was not funny there's a uh, tonal shift yeah yeah in a big big way you're like wait what 
<laughs> what's happening now so i don't want to say anymore because uh ember still hasn't seen it but um yeah so we watched that and then um on sunday we watched i was just i was having a kind of a bout with no spoons and you know a little bit of a little bit of depression happening this weekend and so I think we kind of decided sometimes when you're depressed, you're like, okay, now's the time for a sad movie because it, it can go either way, right? Either, either you want like something, at least for me, this is my experience. Uh, either I want something incredibly mindless and dumb or, you know, something I've seen a hundred times that I can just have on in the background and like fall asleep and it doesn't matter or something that is just impressively sad to the point that I'm going to just be weeping copiously. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, so we opted for option B and we watched this movie. It's a Zach Braff movie. It just came out on streaming. It's called a good person. If you guys have not heard of this, I highly, highly recommend it. It's got Florence Pugh and Morgan Freeman. And Florence Pugh is engaged to, Morgan Freeman's son and then she and her future sister-in-law and her husband are in the car going to go you know try on wedding dresses and such and she gets in a a horrible car accident and the sister and brother-in-law are killed and she survives but then develops a horrible opioid addiction and all this is like in the trailer you know and then Mm -hmm. so not really spoiling that much but like uh then she she finally you know she starts to realize okay i actually have a problem and so she just finds a local aa meeting and she walks in and there's morgan freeman and she's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. You know. And he t- he's like, okay, really? Like, out of all the meetings, like you happen to come to this one. So, and then the rest of the movie happens. So, yeah. Weeping copiously. And, I mean, it's Zach Braff, right? So, if you've ever seen Garden State, it's got that same kind of tone, uh, you know, where it's, it's about, you know, finding human connections and, and, you know, but he, he just, he just shoots stuff so brilliantly. And I, I don't know, I, my husband also, he just loves, and he's like anything that Zach Braff directed, he's going to watch, you know? So, yeah. So that was really good, but watch it, watch it with a, a whole box of tissues. Well, um, I mean, tissues. if, if you're going for option B again at some point, if you have not seen it, uh, may I recommend What Dreams May Come? Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Good. And that yeah. one makes me cool. Yep. I yep. concur. It's very, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I have a very, like, sense memory of uh, my husband before we got married, then boyfriend, um, was living in a house with... Um, like, he had a bedroom in the house, and then, like, the basement had been converted into, like, a living space for him. Um, so he was sharing it with the landlord, who's also our friend. And I have just this very 
powerful sense memory of sitting in that dark living space with him, curled up on the couch, watching that together with him. And like, that was like real intense. <laughs> yeah. Um, Cause he, he very much um, associated me with the wife and her artistic ability. Cause I'm a musician. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he was like, he was just, he was holding on to me real tight. Um, <laughs> so oh, it's very, yeah, very sweet. It's funny, like early on when Rob and I met before we got <laughs> married, which only took a few months, but there was kind of a similar, except we, we were drinking and talking, drinking, and I can't make say too much to drink. We were watching that movie. And I start bawling, like, like <laughs> that was, that's why I dyed my hair black. My dad left me for, like, like, I never realized I had all this inside. I'm, like, bawling at it. He didn't leave, so <laughs> I guess that's something. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that movie. The interesting thing, and you find this out really early on in the film as well, is that the reason Morgan Freeman's character is at the meeting is because he's an alcoholic. And for reasons unknown, he had he, like he he is now raising uh, his granddaughter, who of course was orphaned by this car accident. Um, but she's like fifteen. But he has a bottle of whiskey in his house. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why is that there? <laughs> why why do you just have temptation right there in front of you uh, but they sort of explain it but um as y'all may or may not know by linda i'm sure you probably don't uh but my husband is an alcoholic and and he loves whiskey like that's what like if he has not had a drink in probably about a year and a half now uh, but yeah, it, whiskey is the thing that is the temptation for him. And, but he's told me, he's like, you're fine. Like, we don't need to get rid of everything in the house or anything like that. Um, I mostly drink wine anyway, but every once in a while I'll have a whiskey. When we sat down to watch that movie, it was like either Saturday or Sunday and Hey, it's a long weekend, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was drinking whiskey and we got to a pretty far end point of the movie and it was kind of like everybody had to pee. We kind of had our own little intermission. And he said, and uh, could you, by any chance, could you switch to wine (laughs) instead? Like the, like the combination of this story and smelling the whiskey is really getting to me. I was like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yes, of course. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but definitely recommend. Very, very moving, very powerful movie. And Morgan Freeman is just treasure, a, an absolute master. He is. Whew. But I have to I have to vent for one quick second before we get into this week's discussion. Okay. So as I mentioned... I have, you know, I came directly from my my potter's wheel down in the basement. And I've been just sort of playing with the idea of maybe I could just 
throw up a stream and you know just have people sit and chat with me while I throw pots you know whatever yeah and um you know so I haven't quite really like settled on a time or anything and I am not adept at doing twitch like (laughs) I have had a twitch login for years and years but so that I could watch other people uh you know not I've not been streaming anything myself so I'm sitting there and I've got my overalls on I'm just you know and I'm covered in mud and whatnot and I'm sitting there with this lump of clay and you know it's just it's a mess and I've got my phone just propped up there and I look and I see I've got one viewer I assumed it was like a tadpole person because that's literally the only place that I had thrown up the 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 link to the twitch stream so i was like okay uh and so then this person shows up i was like oh hello and they threw me you know twitch points or whatever and i said oh thank thank you and uh and then they said and again this is my naivete right and they said outfit check and I was like, oh, haha, because I'm like covered in yeah. mud or whatever. I was like, yeah, these are my favorite overalls, whatever, you know. And then dude says, legs check, $30. Oh. And I was like, ew, no, sir, this is not that kind of stream. But even after I said that, <clears throat> he didn't go away. No, damn. Like, you got to ban and him like, immediately. <laughs> ban hammers. Well, so. that's the thing is like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to find a time when like somebody else can be on the channel with me and mod for me because I've got my hands all in clay. Like I, yeah. can't, I can't, I can't touch things, you know, and he didn't say anything else, but he was just there. And I was like, do, seriously, do I look like an OnlyFans to you? Like, <laughs> I'm a 46-year-old fat woman with no makeup on, and I'm sitting here literally throwing pots. Do I look like I want to take off my clothes for you? And I guess the answer is yes, but, like, really? <laughs> you're on the wrong, you're on the wrong app, sir. exactly i'm like this is not you know and i mean no no shame or anything i have friends that have only fans accounts we have a good friend of ours who is a she's she's a professional cosplayer but she's also like we we just basically refer to her as a professional hot girl because sex work is work. yeah i mean that's and you know she's like yeah i don't get totally naked on my only fans or whatever i'm like i haven't ever even been to only fans i don't know but good on you whatever floats your boat i mean she's young and very cute so i'm like uh, good on you what <laughs> you know whatever whatever helps you pay your bills that isn't hurting anybody else but to assume that and come, you know, just like I the don't audacity, know. right? It was like the equivalent <laughs> of being catcalled or like you yeah. know approached, and uh, I'm like, I'm just like walking down the street, minding my business, you know. And it just uh, the phrase that came to mind was, "Why are men? <laughs> why, you know, 
we are men. And and I'm just like, seriously, like, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. It just goes to show. It doesn't matter, you know, how provocatively we're dressed or not. Because, like, I was wearing this exact thing except put muddy overalls over this. Right? And you can see that I am, like, chunky lady because of the angle that my phone was at and everything was, like, you know, I had my arm, like, anchored into my my belly in order to throw this pot, you know? And I'm like, and I've got no makeup. I'm clearly not there for you to look at me. I'm like, look, no, look at the pot. <laughs> I'm, I'm making a pot, yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it's also because I only had one camera, but for a very long time when I would stream my crochet, all you could see was my hands. Yeah. Because the camera was down looking at what I was working at. Because it's like, this is a yeah. crochet stream. You are yeah. going to be looking at the crochet. <laughs> that's that, And that's, I think, what I'm going to do. Because honestly, it would be more interesting for people to get like a POV shot anyhow. Because like what I see is <laughs> bird's eye view of the clay. And that's way yeah. more interesting to look at anyway. Oh, man, but You could rig a cam on a headlamp strap really easily. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. Like put like a GoPro up here. Just just yeah. t- just don't look around real quickly. You give everybody motion sickness. <laughs> yeah, see that like, would huh. that would be the problem. Also, would be like I would be do because I mean, if I tell you, you get all muddy. I'm not. I I some people who know what they're doing, which is not me. <laughs> Which I kind of feel like is what might make me entertaining is that I'm learning what I'm doing while I'm going, but. Uh, yeah, some people who know what they're doing can throw these pots and they're, you know, they've got, they've got clay on their hands, but whatever. No, I'm caked in it. Like, <laughs> it is all over me. I am, it's, I am a it, mud monster. That's why the, the word throw began to mean ye being yeeted. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So there's my vent. Um okay. But literally, like, all you, all, you know, any dudes listening who think, like, oh, that doesn't happen. No, it totally does. Because I'm here to tell you, like, yeah. this literally just happened to me, like, an hour ago. And I'm still just, like. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it feels jokey. It does. We've it had feels it gross. Happen. We've had, we've had our, our share of trolls here and there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I've been called a MILF. I'm like, well, thanks. Right. <laughs> I hope like, you're listening. I mean, I'm not acknowledging this <laughs> shit anymore. But Right. And I mean, and I've had people like a guy came up to me at a gas station once and he honestly, he was at a respectful distance and he complimented my hair and then like I, you know, like just kind of wanted to chit chat with me a little bit and was like, you were very pretty. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he said, are you single? And I said, no, I'm married, but thank you. And he <sighs> and then he went on his way and i was mm-hmm. like cool you know i i was like all right but he was very respectful about it he was he was that was like okay that's how you actually pay somebody a compliment i, I don't i don't you know? i don't usually get approached when i my friends tell me i resting sad face so it's maybe that they're afraid they're gonna upset me i don't know <laughs> oh, i got cat called when i was like nine months pregnant in the grocery store parking lot wearing overall shorts like 
just going into compare foods to get something and it's like hey mama and i was like <laughs> what is happening right now and it like there's a little i mean it's it's a hispanic neighborhood and hispanic grocery store and like there is a there is definitely a uh, cultural difference in uh but it's still not appropriate like do you think that's encouraging but like this guy and his buddy were just having to express very loudly how hot I was in that situation. And it was like, when, uh, yeah, it was hot <laughs> out. I don't understand. Why, yeah. why, why are men is, why are men? I don't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this person, like literally what occurred to me was I've, you know, I've heard a lot of the whole, like, women are not vending machines, you know, like we, you don't like put in niceness and get out sex. This person literally came to my stream, thought he could put in money mm-hmm. and get out sexual content. And I was like, oh. no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, if you want a mod, um, we can talk. I'm, yeah. you know, I don't have a, a working for someone else job. So, mm-hmm. and I, I am definitely willing to uh, step in and help you out with that because it's going to well, happen. Oh, cool. It's going to yeah. happen. It, it, if you're a woman streaming, it's going to happen. People come on there and just like, oh, the show me your tits thing is, is real. Um, so. I see. I'm so spoiled because I've been hanging out in chat rooms that are safe places for so and long. Have and have mods. Yeah. Who just yeah. got that ban hammer. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. We don't have them here, but <laughs> it's okay. Most people. Listen I just figured I was too. I was too small. Like I had too small of a following to be in danger like there. I was like, that, like who the hell am I? You know, like <laughs> you know. Um. So I, I was like, okay, like Claire will come. You know, you guys, like people I, I know, and then we will come now. in there. Cool. Alrighty. All right. Well, let us get into this week's discussion topic. So Speaking this week is things. book club yeah. week. Yay. <clears throat> so this week we are discussing the book Parable, Parable of the Sower by Octavia E. Butler. And Octavia Butler was the first black woman to come to international recognition as a sci-fi writer. Um, I would actually call this book in particular, I haven't read the rest of the series or any of her other works. I would call it now speculative fiction, but when this book was written, I didn't think there was such a category. So fair enough. Um, But she incorporates very powerful spare language and rich, well-developed characters. She tackles race, gender, religion, poverty, power, politics, and science. Um, and and it's it's a book that literally anyone can read and find something in it that is going to as as ember said trigger something whether that's good or bad it's going to trigger some memories or some some kind of you're going to feel some kind of way it's yeah it's amazing <laughs> like this was this was first published in 1998 and it's set in 2030 mm-hmm. which is so like in the 2030s which is like we're, we're, but it we're starts right way before that right like it starts even earlier than that cuz i think like 
at some point, you know, when she's reading the dates off, she's like, you know, because she starts each section by reading the date. Because it's in in the format of a journal, which I think is worth, Mm -hmm. yeah, mentioning. Yes, yeah, it's written in the, the, the first person, and the protagonist is the character Lynn. Oh, sorry, Lauren. Lauren. Huh. I got confused for a second because I consumed this book on audiobook, like I do. And the narrator was Lynn Figpen, which if you don't know her name, you would definitely recognize her face. Um, she is an actress who has been she's been in many things but like you would recognize her right away she's a wonderful character actress uh but the thing that just clicked for me is she was the host of the kids uh game show where in the world is carmen san diego (laughs) as soon as she started reading i was like wait is that her and i looked it up and sure enough that's who that was so and (laughs) Literally, like if you if you Google her, you'll say, "Oh yeah, her." And you're right; it begins in 2024. Yeah, so like really near future. Yeah, so so next year. Um, (laughs) and here's the thing: how pre it it is so. I mean, by the time she starts, it's gone way to hell. But that part could happen really fast, and there are very prescient things about her description of the world that, like. Oh no! <laughs> like, ho! Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, Rob said to me literally right before we started the show. He's like, I remember right after Roe v. Wade was overturned, a lot of people were talking about this book. People were talking about *Handmaid's Tale* all through *45's* bullshit, and then Roe v. Wade got overturned, and people started talking about *Parable of the Sower*, and like, we're just that we are heading toward that dystopia with the ignoring climate change, um, which was part of this coming apart with like roving bands of supremacists with going back to Mm -hmm. company store when it all fucking goes to hell. Um, Yeah. That was the thing that got me was how quickly just, we just reverted our, our society just in, in this world that she's built just immediately went right back to basically slavery well i mean that's so not far-fetched at all though um, no it's it really isn't. interesting how she she put that right out there that there were some older people um who in this book are you know <laughs> my age um talking about how oh no like we had that in the 90s they just you know and how they were arresting people for it uh you know, in the the two thousands and stuff with farmers and the labor and and look John at right Oliver now, look at right now, a, a few weeks ago, yeah, child labor in McDonald's. They're using you know immigrants and and people who are refugees either illegally or um, and for illegal immigrants, it's always been a thing like this labor force and agriculture laws right now have loopholes for labor safety standards and age labor like they have they have loopholes now so it is like not even far-fetched that when it all goes to hell and the money is concentrated within corporations and governments just going okay we're just going to privatize this other sector now which how often do we hear that all the time Mm -hmm. 
they start privatizing this and that. Uh, they want to privatize, you know, healthcare. Well, it already is. That's already broken. Uh, but the schools or whatever, it, they want to privatize, privatize, and this is what happens. And going back to company store stuff, I mean, that was only the 20s and 30s where that started to get eradicated. So mm-hmm. it could slide back there so easily. And yep. the racial yeah, tensions I, are still so strong now it's, that it, it, it would, it, even it, a small community, just be ready to spark quicker instead of, you want to think in a dystopia, people are going to like come together and like, we're all human. And that's kind of the point of view of, of you know, our heroine. Lauren is just having this like, why are people so stupid? We just need to think about surviving and we can do it. <laughs> yeah. God, God and, has changed. And it's like, I don't like this genre of book because it makes me depressed. So I can't say I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but it was, it, you. it made you feel things. Um, Who like suggested I, this? By the way, was it Ray? I think it was you. <laughs> I am so glad that you said that, Linda, because like I'm looking at all the reviews and they all just rave about it and everything. And it's, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's extremely well written. It's yes. a well told story. But you're right. This book is not to be enjoyed. Like, and, and this is, I know <laughs> that know. about myself. Like, I didn't know what the book was about when I picked it up. Um, but I know that about myself that even I don't I, – I was in a, um, a tabletop that is, was basically a post-apoc um, tabletop, and we were, like, fighting against the, the man kind of thing. And I just ended up, like, I had to stop playing because it was not my genre. It was like, you know, every time we would have a victory – the GM would like twist it in a way so that it wasn't a victory. And I'm like, I want to believe that we wouldn't be this way. Yeah. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of people that are very cynical. You know, every, everyone that worked on the walking dead (laughs) project, you know, it's just of like, you know, if, if, something happened and you know they're like no no humanity would just tear itself apart and i'm like i don't think you're giving us enough credit mm-hmm. we, yeah it's we, very lord of the flies right like it yeah it's like we, mm-hmm. humans when they didn't know how to think real well survived you know mammoths and you know cave bears i think we're gonna be okay <laughs> so i'm just i I am. I I happened to. I pulled up the Goodreads thing. I'm looking at the reviews. There's this, this, this like the second review down. One of the best books I've ever read. I never want to read it again. Also, <laughs> also, fuck you, Mark. <laughs> Literally in her review. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. Was I? You know, I have read a lot of speculative fiction kind of things that are kind of like this where our economy has collapsed or whatever but there's there's usually an undercurrent and a thread of hopefulness there and which 
I didn't get from this, but I think part of that is the point, right? Like, and because it was written by and told from the point of view of a black woman, Mm -hmm. right? Like, that's part of the point is like, she's not there to make me feel comfy. No. You know? And, and so, and I, I really actually, there's a, and I don't know how spoilery we want to be. Um, or not but it came out in 1998 we're fine okay cool um so if people wanted to like they wouldn't be here listening if they're worried about that i would think they just Mm want to know if we think it's worth reading right 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 well yeah so there was an exchange where uh there's one guy who is in her group that sort of you know they like escape when they're walled city their walled community rather can't call it a city it's a little village if at best Mm -hmm. excuse me um is overrun by heathens (laughs) for lack of a better word you know they're ruffians coming and rampaged their places and set everything on fire and whatnot and she and two other people from that community sort of escape and the guy's name is Harry and she doesn't really describe him or talk about him much in any way. But then later there's an exchange where they, she sort of is gathering more people along the way. And honestly, but my cynical part started kicking in and I'm sitting there and I'm throwing pottery and I'm listening to this. And I was like, Oh, cool. More people for her cult. because <laughs> i mean that's kind of what she was doing right she's like writing this new religion and forming a cult <laughs> so um but anyway this one guy comes up and asks her like what are you doing with that white guy and that was like the first time in the book first of all that they'd really brought attention to the fact that harry was a white guy and I, I don't know. I just kind of appreciated the whole exchange. And then later when they're talking about uh, whether or not you could get work places or whatever. And one of the, one of the people that had joined up with them later said, well, maybe you could be like a driver. Yeah. And he thought she meant like a car driver. And he's like, I don't know how to drive. She's like, no, no. I mean like, you know, people Basically who drive at these a company driver, <laughs> you know, and he looked at her with this just disbelief, like you have been traveling with me for months. Do you really think that that's something I could do? And she just kind of was like, shrug, you know, yeah, like some people think it's a good job. I mean, that character had come from being had escaped that kind of you know becoming enslaved um or unnecessary you know unwittingly and it's like but you're white so like that's an option for you and yeah i mean right um, right and and so committing themselves to these places because it looked like a good opportunity um and those are all in the realm of reality so the the parable thing and i don't see it I understand using the word cult and people easily using that word, but cults behave in a certain way that she was not. Um, and I, I, I understand this hard time with dystopian stuff. Cause there are some really rough things in there. Um, 
with the darkness of this world. I do like dystopian novels. I do tend toward... I like to think how I would survive. I, I'm i a person who's got the people in town and where I would go in a zombie uh, apocalypse, <laughs> if that happens. Um, when I gain new skills, I relate them to if they would be useful if it all goes to hell. It, it's part of how I think. So, <laughs> um, And her philosophy, like I spiritually really like things like uh, Lamb... Uh, the story of like Jesus' best friend Biff, you know, comedically uh, stuff like <laughs> Jonathan Livingston Seagull or Illusions by Richard Bach, you know, this mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, and I so I related to Lauren a lot, and I grew up Catholic, but I got better. I took the lessons out of it about how I treat other people and things, and the whole they don't do a lot of. Bible quoting in this, there's like one where her father uses a quote <laughs> against her mother um, early on about how you have to defend your own people. But the parable of the sower itself, it, it's it's a parable mm-hmm. in the Bible that doesn't really get talked about, but until the very end, yeah, it it doesn't until the afterward actually right yeah yeah <laughs> like it's yeah. not even in well, the book yeah like literally when i'm when i say that i'm like i'm just listening to the audiobook yeah. so i have no idea like it just continues yeah it right just like... wasn't even actually in the book but mm-hmm. it does if you know what that is relate to the message i think she was trying to tell with this story because the parable of the sower is like the seed gets you know thrown but it only sits if there is fertile ground and mm-hmm. her trying to open people's mind to whether it's, we can make a new home in space if we can't fix this world. Um, and the fertile ground of like people are ruining things and burning things and, you know, uh, drugs are making them want to do it and the desperation. But like if you have fertile ground and that's what she's gathering people for, is fertile ground and with a very culturally ignoring the norms unless you have to like it's going to be she poses a man because that's going to be safer two men with a woman than two women with a man they're just going to try to beat him up they think it's his harem and you know him being white and them being different colors and there's always that thinking about like how we stay safe that is very much the here and now reality for people of color that and different genders that doesn't get talked about which of course the white guy <laughs> of course the white guy is the one who blows her cover like almost immediately yeah yeah because he's <laughs> like i can't like to your pronouns literally yeah. it's like all right names are one thing it's at least your your name is like <laughs> not gender specific but you expect me to use your new pronoun like she wrote that in 1998 yeah, I know that that <laughs> me as well. I was like, oh my gosh, there did come a point. I, I'm sorry, Linda. We have not heard from you very much. Like, what? Aside from like, did, it, it made you sad. And I feel the same way. Like, I told Ember this. I was like, yeah, man, I gotta take breaks because like I can't, I can't handle too much of this book all at once. I'm sorry, <laughs> like, I don't remember putting this on the list. If I did, it was because probably Lisa, my librarian friend, thought I would love it. And I, I just, 
also, you know, just the, the, the things that are the, the, the little prophetic touches. I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I appreciate them, but I don't like them. It's extra uncomfortable that we are. Make America great again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, right what at the beginning of the book. The... Those people electing that new person because they're going to make it like it was. Yikes. Because they thought that was And the great. fact that his, and I don't know if this is intentional on Octavia Butler's part, but the fact that his name was Donner, because like the the whole story about the Donner party, you know, the people who got trapped and then like ate each other. <laughs> like, I, I was like, like that's all I could think about. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if she did that on purpose or not, but yikes um yeah so i i there's just uh evil i was very very unsettled yeah but same Um. (laughs) my my dad um is and has always been uh a very very avid reader of ayn rand to the point where he yeah like the look you're giving me is correct um (laughs) so to the point where he was like trying to bribe me to read her books uh when i was growing up and i just would never do it and i finally i i did just so i would know why like why why does everyone say these are like horrible and why does my dad think they're not and you know uh there was an element of this book that stirred up that for me. And I was like, oh, wow. And then once I saw it, I couldn't unsee it. Like, female protagonist, dystopian future, uh, you know, there's no transportation because nobody can afford gas. Like, nobody's driving. Um, there, You know, she's basically setting up a closed community of handpicked people it's atlas shrugged um yeah. you know and like <laughs> and, and there are many many points in the book where there are conversations between characters that are nothing more than a vehicle for like communicating the philosophy of Earthseed. um and atlas shrugged does the same thing like there's like a freaking hundred page speech from john galt in it <laughs> now obviously i am not saying that this book is atlas shrugged and i I, I know I did just say that and I should not have said that, but that was like the parallel that my brain kept made. waiting for that. And I was to like, be the I thing. was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. But it's, it's not, it's very much not in, I mean, first of all, it's well-written and it's, it's well-written and it's plausible. Yeah. Like Ayn Rand's fiction is terrible Uh, <laughs> for that. Re- it's just none of it's, it's, it's just bad and also hella misogynistic which at which parable of the sower does not have in fact if anything it's empowering um there were some elements that i felt like didn't need to be there like and and maybe if you it maybe if i read further in this series which i doubt that i'll do because i don't know if i'll have it in me to do but uh I, I I felt like the sharing thing was just I, I didn't feel like there was m- really that much of a point to it. Oh, um, see, I thought you know, that was 
I thought it was, was really interesting and a cool, big deal but also to like like okay they talk about it like it's a medical condition and what they're talking about is like hyper empathy that she supposedly got because her mother had been abusing this experimental drug when she was pregnant with her now the fact that we end up finding out later that like way more people have this than we think but we don't know the origins of them having it and i mean it's It even is brought up in the book. It's written about as like, it's all in her head. Well, of course it is, but it physically affects her. Mm -hmm. But that's true of, I mean, if you think about stuff like anxiety, depression, it has a physical effect on you. And I am a very empathic person and people will tell you like that's in your head and it's like, it's not magic and you know, whatever. And they are hiding that they're empathetic. And empathy, everybody does empathy. to an extent. We yeah. we mask people mask mm-hmm. and don't feel each other's pain because they have to turn away for it. And in a world like this dystopian and broken, you don't want to be showing weakness in empathizing with someone who is hurting. And some people are not just not our brains can't do it. Can't just separate like that. And and I think that was an interesting framing of why she was like this even in this dystopia that she could believe and and have this hope of like and just actually very apathetically because she Mm -hmm. had to mask all the time it was forced upon her and taught to her by her father because people can't know um that she could conceal don't feel don't let them know (laughs) yeah right and people are like you never show like any emotion like why are you acting like this but it also helped her develop this god has changed like i stopped believing in god the way my dad teaches it but i don't tell him but i mean god has just changed it's the only thing that's actually inevitable and so Mm -hmm. this is how she intellectually coped with everything around without just grasping onto something she knew was just a bullshit story to make everyone uh, placated the way standard religions and and most of them do and she was creating her own but it wasn't even religion as much as a philosophy and just break Mm -hmm. it down to its core down to its core like when I went to college and I studied philosophy of religion and you took all the major ones and you broke them down to like two things it was like be better decent to people and leave shit better than you found it like that is the only thing most of those religions say philosophically but then there's all this dogma on it and that's to me what she was doing and her being isolated by being empathic and having to and being told that that was not normal and you can't do it led her to be able to think clearly enough to develop this new philosophy and think all right and science like there are literally people on mars right now and on the moon with colonies and they Mm. found other you know solar other solar systems so maybe we do have an out so how about we survive because things always change so doesn't mean it just takes away like I'm not, it wasn't this idealistic, we can change everything. It's just like, change is going to happen. Let's be as ready as we can. And, and mm-hmm. I was, it was really easy for me to grab onto that as 
the the empathy being a, another core part of the message in there like don't lose that it's valuable because like mm-hmm. at the end it turned out a lot of the people that did stick around were found because on this horrible road of people robbing raping stealing from each other eating each other <laughs> in desperate literally situations. Yeah. yeah instead of protecting each other it was the people who looked and saw someone who needed help and went to help right and that's how they found each other so i thought it was core to the message of like how community can survive and should be surviving Mm-hmm. I, I just want to add this little side. I've been looking through the reviews, obviously. <laughs> Someone's review simply says, The Handmaiden's Tale is the Disney version of this book. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. I mean, <laughs> fair, right? I mean, so the, I these characters... Like, yeah, the, the parable mm-hmm. of the sower is, the, the parallel is that fertile soil. Mm-hmm. We need to be the fertile soil. I think that's yeah. the whole thing she was trying to say in this horrific scape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just felt like, hmm, I don't know. Like, so one of the things, and again, this, this may have been a function of me consuming it via audiobook. Um, Lynn Thigpen has a beautiful, buttery voice. Like, uh, frankly, I think that's one of the reasons why I got, I did get through it was, Cause like she could read the phone book and I would love it, you know? Uh, but it was a little, and, and I'm, I'm imagining she must've gotten this direction. It was a little unsettling that even the quote unquote action sequences, she read them with literally the same tone. And I imagine that that's intentional because as you say, like, it's it's written in the first person thus she is reading everything as lauren and thus lauren must be able to mask emotions and and you know push everything down conceal don't feel you know um all the time and so like she's describing these horrific scenes and there's barely any tonal shift at all in the narration. And it was like impressively unsettling. You know, like I, I was like, I appreciated that as a choice. And I don't know if it was the narrator's choice or if she was getting direction on that. So if but, I had listened to it via audiobook, I would have been more unsettled, is what you're saying? <laughs> I think so, but but also you'd have been comforted because, you know, this voice from your childhood would be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, but yeah I, I, yeah, I had a little bit of a problem with, like, the old man thing, too. Like, she, you know, one of the people in her group ends up being like this older man and he's like what is he like he's like 58 or something like that like she's six or something like they're 18 and i'm like "Mm." and they they address it they talk about it and he is appropriately horrified but only after they've had sex um (laughs) and i'm like okay uh, but you know, I don't know. They kind of, they kind of 
make it look like okay, she approached him. Um, and which again, like so doesn't... together. I mean, yeah, she's lived and she's taller and physically like. I don't think she knew, or he knew, she was quite that young. By mm. the way, the reviews have been looking at Linda for the wrong book because I put the wrong. Oops. Uh, it's okay. It's for the, the everything you said was uh, apt. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it still fits. Um, it still fits. Yeah, that's the sequel. I, I will. Put oh, okay. Good reads in for the original book is up top with our. Uh, it's under discussion topic, but it didn't show up as a link. But anyway. Yeah, so I I am I am relieved that I wasn't the only person who had a had a hard time because I was like I was looking at the reviews and again it is it is very well written and very it's I, it's an impressive story it's very well written it did get a little preachy for me at times um, but you know I, I all would... of that acknowledged I didn't enjoy it at all and I was like I'm obviously wrong. <laughs> You know, I'm right there with you, but it like it is well written. I was gonna say that you know, the books that I recommend tend to be popcorn books, but that is not correct because I recommended Dracula, um, and that is not a popcorn book. (laughs) Well, no, and I don't think uh, the Egypt, the Egyptian one, was either. Which reminds me, I have to read the the sequels to that one because I really liked it. And yeah, it was like it, historical fiction. We do a lot of historical fiction. This was not that. Yeah. This is prehistory. But, <laughs> no, but Red Redwall oh. is Redwall is popcorn. Redwall, I will go. fully. Redwall was is fully a popcorn. You can just fantasy woodland creatures. Yeah, I don't think about it too hard. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was really hard. I mean, even I was just like, Woo, all right, this is a lot. This is hard. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And with the, the MAGA slogan literally being in the book. Uh, <laughs> 1993, yeah. by the way, this one was published. Like, again, sure. I was also looking at the sequels uh, info. 30 one, years ago. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that, like, so, it, and, and it's, it's not new because the policies they talk about, the history that got us there, were happening then, too. So, like, so that and it being such a dark world and trigger warnings, folks, for violence, for sexual assault, for, you know, all that kind of stuff. Cannibalism! Like, Cannibalism. you know, you name it. You it's name not it, there's a happy a... read. Yeah, But it's drug really addiction. Good, but it's stuff. worth yeah. reading. I, I feel like there were good potentially relevant lessons there are things that you can that you can think about that you could think about to make things better in the real world can be drawn from this in allegory Mm -hmm. so i i think it's actually interesting that my my brain thought of you know the stuff that my dad used to make me read but and you but you mentioned that the, one of the ways that we come to the dystopia that's described in Parable of the Sower is by things being privatized. And of course, like Ayn Rand said the opposite, you know, which is uh, it's always been very weird and loophole 
strange circular logic to me but i just find that interesting that like yeah two people being so very afraid of the government so afraid of the government and it's like yeah, right without regulations then... labor wasn't yeah. safe food wasn't safe like there's actually proof of like if the government's working properly, <laughs> what it's supposed to yeah. do. Right. right. Yeah, this right. is what it's supposed to do. It's just not doing it. And so, right. like, why don't we work with what we got and and make it do what it's supposed to do before we say, you know, yeah. no, that, you know, every everything that is that is not serving yourself is inherently bad. And unfortunately, like, communes don't work. <laughs> it's a terrible once, thing. Once you get to a certain amount of people. Because people right. do want power. And she addresses that, too. How it's all about power in her whole Earthseed philosophy. Because, like, like communes work, but once you get to, like, over 100 people, those little damn, like, it gets hierarchical, whether it was set up that way or not, and they fall apart and things get ugly. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've seen yeah. it happen. Like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, one of the, one of the best examples... Um, in in real life of you know socialism and communism like that actually working well is like in israel like the kibbutzim in israel they function really well right because they're very small communities they're you know and honestly i think a lot of what americans you know think of communism and socialism as like the boogeyman um is really authoritarianism, mm-hmm. which is hilarious to me because then those same people are the ones who are leaning into authoritarianism. But <laughs> and aristocracy, but, you know, like has yeah, been, yeah. So well, it's as long as as long as I'm not the one being oppressed, it's fine. Exactly. You know, it's that it's that mindset. Um, so I, whereas I you know, to... Parable of the Sword does not do those things. So let me let me be very clear. This was just, I am, I am not trying to say that <laughs> this was as bad as Atlas Shrugged by any stretch of any, anything. I, I That's just two, what my brain did. And two things about Atlas Shrugged, um, my, my husband watched the movie, but then he very quickly after watched something called something Atlas, uh, there's another one that's got Atlas in the name. And mm-hmm. I thought he was watching the other movie. So I sat down with him and we started watching this other one. And I was like, this is not what I thought you were like. This is not the story I thought I was going to be told. And uh, he was like, no, no, that was the other Atlas movie. And I'm like, there's too many movies with Atlas in the name. Is Atlas Shrugged is that. And then it was. Uh, our Atlas something. But it's mm-hmm. like one of them is is about the horrible dystopia looking for John Galt, and the other is yeah. like a story broken up into like seventeen thousand pieces, and then like not <laughs> you have to put it together yourself. Oh um, wow! Um, very interesting. It's got Tom Hanks in it. Anyway, um, <laughs> okay. I'll try to remember the actual name. Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. Atlas. That's it. Cloud Atlas. Oh, I wonder if that one, though, means like Atlas, like a collection of maps. Yeah, probably. Like like Atlas Shrugged literally means like Atlas, like the guy who carries the world on his shoulders. Yeah, I think think Cloud Atlas is, again, it's a roadmap that you're supposed to put together yourself. 
Um, mm. But, like, going back to the trigger warnings, so my brain is a weird place, and I have a bouncy ball of, of logic. Yeah, um, me too. That's what that's so, what I'm trying to say about my connect, my weird connection. Yeah. <laughs> so you were talking about the, the trigger warnings about this book, and all I could think of when you're going, you know, we haven't even gotten to the, you know, and cannibalism, there's uh, a... A video that Ask a Mortician does about the the Essex whale boat, which is what Bombi Dick was based off of, and she's trying to explain, you know, why whaling was a thing in Nantucket, and she's like, so depletion of natural resources, near extinction of an indigenous population, whale destruction, and we haven't even gotten to the cannibalism yet. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dystopian future. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. occur to me to list a trigger warning for cannibalism. I mean, because like I don't know anyone who has been somebody actually tried to eat them. Uh, yeah, it was just I don't know. I found that scene kind of gruesome. Yeah, just in the sure. de- depiction it's of it. Gruesome. Like so, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's definitely not like the main theme or anything. It's just a thing that happened along the way. It's like a um, yeah, the, it got this bad. So, right, right, exactly. In case you were wondering, exactly. it got this bad. <laughs> so we haven't even gotten to the Prionism yet, right? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> when people start going crazy from that. So anyway, right. I would recommend it. Um, with fair it's definitely worth reading. Social yeah. commentary. Um, if, if I was the one that recommended, it was probably in, like I said, uh, my librarian friend would have recommended, um, and it may have been on lists of, uh, being racially aware, uh, black authors, that kind of stuff, uh, being anti-racist. It it may have been in one of those lists as well. So there you are. I should I should also mention um, Octavia Butler once wrote about herself. I'm a 53 year old writer who can remember being a 10 year old writer and who expects someday to be an 80 year old writer. I'm also comfortably asocial, a hermit in the middle of Seattle, a pessimist if I'm not careful, a feminist, a black, a former Baptist, an oil and water combination of ambition laziness insecurity certainty and drive like her list of of like self-describing adjectives there is so relatable i love that Mm -hmm. and that's the thing is like i wanted so much i i i looked forward to reading this because i i i love being recommended books by authors of color and you know particularly women and whatnot. So I just, I really looked forward to reading this and it was like, Oh God, this is so difficult. Yeah. I yeah. think I might want to read but... some of her stuff in other genres. Cause it is so well written. I do feel like Lauren is very much her in her heart mm-hmm. from her description of herself. And I'm okay with being uncomfortable reading it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, like I say, she's not here to make us feel comfy. No. Right. And, and, growth is always uncomfortable it's always difficult so yeah um and if if anybody wants to read the book the book is parable of the sower uh and the series is called the earth seed series the sequel to the book is parable of the talents 
Uh, and again, the author's Which name is spoilers there. in the description, just so you yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's I think good I'm to gonna know. let this one take root in my head where it left off. <laughs> <laughs> ah, take root. I see what you did there. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna get ugly again. I don't want. I don't. I. I want to not. So that was that was the thing too. Was that it, it? It is so so like all good speculative fiction. Um, it sent up warning warning flares right about where we could be headed. And then, as you say, like, there are some things that did, in fact, have, you know, have, in fact, come to pass, which is alarming. Um, and oftentimes, those books give us at least some kind of, okay, so here's what we can do to prevent this. <laughs> um, not, you know, like, not Most to let this happen. but attention. Because <laughs> there yeah. are like still people in this book as characters who remembered stuff that other people just didn't notice was happening. Like climate yeah, change that... is one of the biggest factors in this book for everything going to hell. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that not that... that always kills me because I'm like you know I do what I can, but I can only do so much, right? And we live in the world as it is. And so we have to, it's, it's kind of like, um, but why do you care so much about the environment? Because I live in it. Right. (laughs) Cause I would like to be able to breathe, you know, it's, I know it's a crazy idea, but yeah. Um, so, and, and I, I agree with you. Like that is clear and present, you know, that is like the biggest deal that we have to address. So, so call your Congress critters, everybody, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like make them pay attention to this because unfortunately, and, you know, and, and do it locally too, you know, um, because unfortunately that's, that's the point where we are currently. Start a community garden. Yeah. (laughs) And start, yeah, start collecting seeds in your garden because you you might need them. <laughs> uh, and s- save all your comfortable shoes because you might need to walk all the way from Los Angeles to freaking Sacramento and <laughs> and further north and Canada. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, so yeah, so it's Parable <laughs> of the Sower, everybody. Uh, not a joyful read, but certainly an important and prescient one. And, you know, I always want to raise up the voices of black women because they freaking know everything. Everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry, black. but they just, yeah, they just do. <laughs> they just do. I, you know, they're, they've been through it all. So they, they know a lot. So listen to them. All right. So let us know what you thought of this uh crazy conversation please don't judge me for my horrible reading past it's not my fault my dad made me do it uh (laughs) but you know chime in and and let us know at geekgrills at gmail.com or you can also tweet at us at geekgrills on twitter 
So what is everybody anticipating most right now? Um, Linda, what's up? We were going to go see a house. We were supposed to see a house today, um, but I scheduled it. And then like yesterday I got a text. It was like, your tour has been canceled. And I was like, but why though? Um, Apparently the seller got an offer and they didn't want to have any backup offers. So it is what it is, but we're thinking about, you know, going out and actually with the real estate agent going and seeing some houses. So that's, that's exciting. Um, I'm, uh, I, uh, I was going to say I'm back on my crochet bullshit, but I never stopped. Um, <laughs> if you think, if you think I was just sitting yesterday, uh, you know, recouping and I didn't have yarn in my hands, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've made this. Oh, mom's friend. This little butt butterfly. And a beetle. I made those yesterday. But did you sell the Flareon? I did. Yay! <laughs> I literally <laughs> I sent a text to my husband going, the fluffy butt has been sold. <laughs> so, That's so awesome. Amy, you have to tell Linda what you told me about that. Yeah, I said I said, I said to Ember, I was like, I should totally buy that from her and then like put it in my office as a symbol of perseverance <laughs> <laughs> because of the story you told about just oh my all God. the fluffing. Because I was I, I messaged Amy, I was like, did you go see Linda? And I was like, I saw her booth and just thought to ask you. And Amy's like, are you here? I'm like, no, I'm not there. <laughs> she posted on Facebook. So I sent her the picture of your booth. And uh, the Flareon discussion ensued. Yeah. yeah. All all the Pokemon got sold. All, like, I couldn't keep the Pokeballs in stock. I was literally sitting behind the table crocheting Pokeballs. Wow. And every time I would crochet one, I was in the middle of crocheting one, one would sell. I couldn't keep two. Like, oh my gosh! And I was just like, just keep, keep crocheting Pokeballs. And yeah, I gotta get a dragon egg for Merlin now that he's old enough to appreciate that. <laughs> so that was a sentence yeah. not everyone gets to say every day. Yeah, right. <laughs> Out of context, that was Ember says weird stuff. Um. <laughs> yeah, Linda makes dragon eggs that are crocheted, and you open them up, and there's a dragon inside. Oh, cool! And so my... kind of like the frog I made with the tongue, but but fancier. It's a, it's a little bag, and you get a dragon out of it. <laughs> Fun. And she yeah. made a dragon for Maggie, my granddaughter, and now I need one for my grandson Merlin. <laughs> so, so yeah, cool. market market days, making stuff for market days, and doing this this pizza moth. That I'm Pizza very excited mom. about. That's so fun. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I'm looking forward to testing my new embroidery machine. Yee. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe music bingo tomorrow. Uh, the new D and D Wednesdays is every other Wednesday, so I might go to music bingo with my friends Tanya and Eric. That I didn't see for a couple weeks before Vegas, and I've seen them once since I got home. And, like, these are people, like, I see a couple times a week and camp with, and just it hasn't been happening, and I'm dying, and I miss them. So hopefully <laughs> I get to go to Music Bingo with them tomorrow. <laughs> Tanya's like, I'm awesome. getting my hair done at 5. I'm like, 
Your hair ain't taking two hours. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to go to Music Bingo at that place that does mostly freaking country, you should come. Yeah, like, you best, you best be there. If I have to sit through that, you have to sit through it with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so what real. about you, Amy? Um, so tomorrow we start our new, I almost think of them as seasons now, but they call them sessions at the, uh, community pottery studio we go to. Um, so we have new sessions starting up tomorrow and my daughter is going to be coming with us. It's going to be all three of us there playing with, playing with clay. And she has never, uh, she's never thrown stuff on the wheel before, so it's going to be really fun. Um, and I, I tried to give her just like a little mini lesson once last week and I left the room briefly to, I think, let the dogs out and I came back and like, clay was everywhere so (laughs) this is but she was laughing which is good you know because my first class where the clay was everywhere and i had no and it was throwing me rather than me throwing it (laughs) i was like ready to cry because i didn't know i was like i don't know what i'm doing wrong and i'm really frustrated everybody else can do this and i was like i felt like i was like 12 years old and uh so my you know, my actual teenager who's 16, but you know, she was like doing this and laughing. So I was like, cool. All right. She's going to be fine. Um, was it laughing or was it cackling? It was, oh, it was definitely cackling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was definitely cackle. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> like I made a mess, <laughs> you know? So, um, Ex- excellent. yes it's gonna be it's gonna be super fun and uh and and i'm excited for that and uh yeah i so and i'm gonna i'm gonna try and figure out a a good time that will work regularly for me to do a little bit of live streaming so yeah ember i'll talk to you about that later and because i you're right i need a mod i need somebody to ban hammer dirty dirty people yep because Ew. Yeah. Ew. Just felt icky. It felt mm-hmm. icky. It does. Like, ew. like don't Go do away. that to people. Arts and crafts streamers yeah. are awesome. Don't do that. So exactly. this is where our live show reminder would normally go. Um, we're going to take a hiatus for June. Uh, and whether it's more is yet to be determined. The show may or may not return in July. Keep an eye on our socials. Follow us on Twitch and other platforms if you'd like to enjoy our individual ongoing content. Uh, Amy, and we'll mention all those at the bottom of the show. I will post at our website, geekgrills.com, as well as decisions are made. And, of course, I'll contact our pa- contact our patrons. I'd like to take this minute to uh, thank patrons who've reached out to me. That has happened. I haven't had a chance to talk with you guys about it, but... I was actually up until 6.30 in the morning. I was up overnight on the on a uh, Discord call, phone call, with a mm-hmm. long-time patron uh, who, like, messaged me and was asking me questions and then just wanted to talk. And we talked all night long. So, <laughs> and he's a former streamer and had a lot of really good input and... It was very cathartic, and I was having a whole existential crisis. So, yes, best patrons ever. Uh- <laughs> awesome. 
So very, very yeah, cool. I guess for the patron update, we can just skip that. I'm going to say right. no one new right now um, because it. Uh, I, I'll get the show out tomorrow so that we don't have any, we won't have anything. I will definitely not be charging for anything in June and then we'll see if I shut it down or not. <laughs> so you can just kind of stay put and not worry about being charged for anything for June right now. All right. You can, you can still show your support by leaving us a review because they're free. Um, you can do that on your podcast catchers. Uh, like we said, if we are going to continue, we'll totally update the topics page. Um, I think patrons can still suggest topics for us because, you know, if we come back, we need topics. So please do. <laughs> um, you always, we always love to hear from our patrons, obviously. <laughs> yes. So where can we find everybody on the interwebs you can linda. find me linda you can find me on instagram under the name madcap underscore misc m-i-s-c you can check out my website at madcapm.com i've started doing my reorganizing um i'm gonna put up a gallery with old projects and keep you updated with where i'm gonna be uh doing my market days and other craft fairs for me, just go to 9of12.com. It's N-I-N-E-O-F-1-2.com. And I try to keep that current with all of my projects. Very cool. And you can follow me at redfraggle3 on Instagram, TikTok, and now Twitch. Uh, also Twitter, but, you know, I don't really post there very much. So, But <laughs> thank you all for listening and a good game. GG. GG. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>